Time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Here we go. Let's go. Slap dab in the middle of August. It is a slap dab middle of the week as well. Here today in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Y'all get on in here, text, call, you can comment on the live stream. Now, if you are watching or looking at the live stream, you may realize that I am apparently wearing the same pullover as I wore yesterday with this interlocking, new interlocking, new is what is old is new again, interlocking MSU logo. And uh, you may notice that. The only reason that it stands out in my mind that I happen to have it on again today is because just a little while ago, the homecoming queen said to me, you can't wear that again. You wore it yesterday. <laughs> All right. Now, I know she said that, but there's a couple of reasons I still have it on. One is... I'm exercising my right as an adult to, even if it's frowned upon, wear whatever I want to wear at any time. I feel like that's my right as an adult. Okay? But the other thing is I can justify it because it's slap-dab cool cold here in the Bureau. And that's because where I am in North Mississippi, it's incredibly fall-like. Outside, And I'm not trying to rub it in for someone who's not fall like where you are. I'm just telling you, I went out there this morning. It was about 6 a.m. It's 65 degrees and crisp and no humidity. It's like, you know how it's been. You know how it is in, in certain parts of the state still, but how it has been for everybody for the last, what, two weeks or more. It may be longer than that. Every single morning you wake up, you can't see out the window because it's covered in condensation. Completely fogged over, covered in condensation. Well, we didn't even have that today. That's how non that's how cool and non-humid it was when we woke up this morning. All right. Well, none of the settings on the AC in the studio have changed. So it's downright chilly in here. Okay, so I gotta want a practical, justifiable reason to have this pullover on. It was the nearest thing. It was still right over there from where I wore it yesterday. I took it off, put it on the back of the chair. It was that there. I just threw it on to warm up. But then after she said to me, she says, you can't wear that. You wore it yesterday. I thought to myself, I thought, self, says I, why don't you just go ahead and wear it because you're a grown fella. Let's check in with Beaver. What do you think, Beaver? Matt Wyatt, <laughs> I support you as an adult, as a grown human adult, to wear what you want. You know, usually, me and Annabeth are same page on a lot of things. Uh-huh, right. But I want you to go downright defiant now. 
Okay. I want you. Yeah. I want you to wear that to you. You know what? You might even want to wear it again tomorrow for a third day, <laughs> just to prove a point. I want yeah. you to drive what you want, aka a red pickup truck. <laughs> and tomorrow, eat fish sticks for breakfast. Fish sticks. Oh, for breakfast. Oh, I didn't think of that. These oh. are your choices to make. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's a good chance before we get into the topics for today. All right. And and Sven on the live stream, he's on YouTube, and he says, Matt. He has a good point, Matt, but Mama is boss at home. You should do what Homecoming Queen says. And he's basically right about that. <laughs> okay, Sven, uh, he's basically right about that. All right, but but anyway, I know, slow start to the show, but but sort of update there for you, Beaver. Yes, uh, we talked about fish sticks the other day. My mother sent me a text today with a picture of a box of Gordon's fish sticks. There's 18 of them in a box. That she bought, sent with a message that said, I bought these just because it was on your favorite list the other day. And then she said she's going to cook them the next time we come visit. So there's <laughs> even <laughs> there's even more incentive to come visit. Also, Beaver, the random items that we said out loud on purpose yesterday to see if our phones were listening, I didn't notice anything on my social media stuff that would indicate that my phone was listening. Okay, and those three, I got them right here in the drawer. Those those random items were Big League Chew, White Cheddar Popcorn, and a, an old drink called Fanta. So those three things, we t- randomly mentioned them out loud in, with our phones on and, the, and the, the GPS on and everything, and my phone didn't send me any indications. Did you? Did you get one? No, I didn't. Okay. And I, I kept checking. Up until yesterday, I guess early evening. Yeah, well, we did. So when we tried that experiment, somebody did say, um, "Matt, your phone knows if you're trying to trick it." So to this point, maybe that's kind of where we are. As the phone knows that I was trying to trick it. All right, get on in here. Get on in here. You can be a part of the show. And I hope you will be live show today for you, uh, as usual. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. You can text me on the country please and text sign. It's easy to do. 885-3776. Got it? 601 number. 885-3776. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. Again, text the show. Text me. Get it on in here. And uh, you can weigh in. I just really appreciate it. It's a great way for me to be able to hear from you and, and so when you do text and, and everything I, I probably don't say thanks enough but I really do appreciate the interaction getting to hear from you whether it's questions comments changing the subject it does not matter to me I'm just glad to hear from you uh, so you can also call the show you can call the show on the Divinity Equipment phone line Divinity Equipment Madison and in Jackson your Kubota dealer the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. in fact means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at home at Divini. The number to call, 995-1059. Got it? 995-1059. You call me. I get to hear your voice and other people, too. They get they get tired of hearing my voice. Trust me. I want to hear somebody else's voice. You can also comment on the live stream. Hey to y'all. Everybody on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that and things and such, type in a comment. Hit submit, it pops up right here in the column, and I can see it all in one place. Like I mentioned, Sven's comment from earlier had great advice for me. 
Most of the time, he says it's best to just do what Homecoming Queen says. He's right. He's watching on YouTube. He's actually over in Germany. Uh, Bobby. What's up, Bobby? My man, Bobby, says, hello, Matt. Bobby, I will see you soon, won't I? We'll be playing football in Davis Wade. Like that monkey who sat his tail on a railroad track. It won't be long now. I'll see you soon. Uh, Joseph on Facebook popped in, says, Philadelphia, Mississippi, can't wait for them dogs. Thank God for football. There you go. Debbie with a hail state to start the show. And my man, Caleb. What's up, Caleb? Speaking of good voices, my man Caleb on the YouTube live stream says, uh, the interlocking MSU is still one of my favorites. Glad to see its return. Now, let me ask you all something here. Let's be honest, okay? Let's be introspective, State fans. It, it's it, This is strictly a, a a little teeny tiny devil's advocate question for us and us only. State, state fans, you ready? Is it, is it true that we are to logos as Ole Miss is to mascots? I mean, it's a fair question. The answer can be no if we can back it up with something. <laughs> it's just for fun. I don't even know why I thought about that. You could say... We, state football, change logos about as much as Ole Miss has changed mascots. <laughs> do y'all wanna do y'all wanna go down that route that road? I'm fine with it. See, Caleb, Caleb's an honest guy like me. Like we're Caleb and I as state guys are totally comfortable in our state skin. The wins, the losses, whatever. We're comfortable, aren't we? We can admit it, can't we, Caleb? It's like a guy who's comfortable enough to go wear a bright pink shirt somewhere. I mean, just, just admit it. Hey, I, it is what it is. He says it's a fair assessment. <laughs> we are to logos as they are to mascots. <clears throat> Head over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, my man Thibodeau on line one. Tibbs, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I, I debated on whether or not I should pull a more bully because I was trying to call yesterday and couldn't get through. Couldn't get through. Yeah. You know, I was going to call in and, and try to tell you how important I am and ask you if you, if you know who <laughs> you're talking to. He would do it. <laughs> well, he, but, hey, more bullies calls so, generally start the same way, don't they, Thibodeau? More bullies calls start this way. Yeah. Matt Wyatt, I tell you Come what. On, man. I tell you what, man. I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Yeah. Look, Matt, look, Matt, do you know how long I've been waiting, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. We, we just messed with that dude. I love that dude. He's a great guy. That's right. Me um, too. So I, I, I sent you a picture yesterday of the of the rig that I had to buy because of the heat. Yeah, okay, so it's got the flaps so, hanging down. Yeah, dude, I had, I had to buy a cover and get some shade on me because I've got a bunch of contracts where I'm on the mower for four and a half, five hours straight. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it was getting so hot that I was like, I, I hate to spend the money, but I got to yeah. do it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. It's crazy. So did uh, it help? Like, does does that rig really oh, help? 
what are you talking about? Is because when you're moving, you got a little breeze going, so the sun not being on you, uh-huh. you you but you really don't break much of a sweat because you're you're not directly in the heat. In the heat, okay. And I was <laughs> so I was gonna nice. I was gonna pull it back up to just make sure. For those listening that haven't seen it, uh, I'll try to describe it, and you tell me if I'm accurate. Okay, so we're talking a zero turn mower that's got the the roll bar kind of on the back over your head built in anyway. And so coming off that, that roll bar over your head, you've got an awning that now has been placed to kind of stretch over your head, which keeps the sun off the top. And then those flaps hanging off the side too. So when you get this, you know, early or late sun, it's not coming through the side and bust you in the side of the face and sunburning your ear too. So like, it, that's kind of what we got, right? That's it. All right. And it and it looks um, it looks so much more comfortable. It's it's like um, it's giving you some of the protection that like a cab of a tractor would give you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. I was like, I, I've seen some old people out where I live that have you know acreage property, and they have them on their zero turns. And I was like, that'd be nice, but I mean, you know, I got to go around trees and low limbs. And I was going, you know what? I'll saw them limbs down. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I like I I got no I got no problem sawing limbs down if it means I'm I'm, I'm out of that sun. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Um so you and your wife were talking about weather and stuff yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to tell you this too. I have a gadget at my house that you would probably love. I have a I have a weather station at home. Oh, really? That runs off a of Wi-Fi. Yeah. It runs off a of Wi-Fi and it and it sits out in the yard on a pole about 7 feet off the ground. It'll measure the amount of rain you get. It'll it'll measure the wind speed, the wind direction, the temperature, uh, the humidity, and the barometric pressure. Oh wow, that's cool. And yeah, you know, my wife bought it for me because we intend to take some of this land we bought and start gardening. And I was like, well, I'm really got to pay attention to the weather and stuff. Yeah, right. So she ordered it, and I have been nerding out on that thing for two and a half years. How about that? So you feel like I do it's that? Fine. If you, you've got, you've got this. You feel like you could do a weather forecast. You've got a forecast. little monitor inside. You've got a little monitor inside where you can read everything that it's telling you. It's it's fine. Okay. I'll uh, I'll go home and and uh, look at the brand and I'll t- and I'll, I'll 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 send you what brand it is. Yeah, please do. I I can't remember what it's called. I'd be curious to take a um, look at it. Yeah. Last thing for you, um, Mary Liddy, she likes Carrie Underwood, right? Carrie Underwood. Who's Carrie? I'm. Mean, let me think. Yeah, we went and saw her. We went and saw Carrie Underwood at the Opry earlier this year. Yeah, so she well, she's going. She's going. She's she's going to be on the Opry this weekend. So y'all can tune in and listen. Oh, to that. okay, great. Thanks for telling me. We will tune yep. in. That's well, great. Have a good Have a good show, man. All right, man. Appreciate the Thibodeau. Thanks for the call. And uh, watch out for that sun because it's coming back. It's coming back. I look and I know we did the whole weather exercise yesterday, but if you're a high school football person in the state of Mississippi, um, it is like this week has been like a, a pretty steep difference yesterday, today, and I think even tomorrow from North Mississippi to South. And obviously we know there's a temperature difference, but with that front that came through, I won't explain what a front is because I got made fun of that yesterday by my producer and my wife combined they they teamed up on me but anyway uh yeah so like today listen right 
now, this very minute, if you're listening live in the smack middle of the day with the sun out in my hometown of Tupelo, it is 80 degrees out there. With very low t- humidity, it feels like 82. I'm not kidding. Like it just you get in the fa- the the fake fall, as they say. Um, and then I know, like you get down to Jackson, it's not nearly that cool, and they didn't, you know, forecast it to be nearly that cool. Um, and then it's like I say, it starts going back up. Okay, so again, this is North Mississippi. So as nice as it is today, tomorrow it's back up high of 88. Friday a high of 92. Well, we were looking yesterday. At the long term, let's just look, for instance, like at Vicksburg. Okay? And they it's a little cooler there. I don't think it's reset. Yeah, okay, look. So today it's 88 degrees in Vicksburg. Tomorrow, back up to 95. Friday, where you're going to have MAIS Week 2 high school football games, you're going to have MHSAA jamborees all around the state. Friday's high temperatures back up to 102 in Vicksburg. Saturday, 103. Sunday, 104. Monday, 101. Tuesday, 99. Wednesday, 102. Next Thursday, 104. Next Friday, 103. And and Vicksburg has not had rain in over a month. (laughs) Now, Becky commented on Facebook. She's watching on the live stream. She commented on Facebook and said, we finally had rain yesterday, and the temperature this morning was 74. Becky, where are you talking about? I'd like to know where that is. Uh, so, I, you know, and, and so I bring it up. So, Thibodeau, look, enjoy it today, tomorrow, whatever it is where you are, because the next week is it's skyrocketing again, uh, the temp. And it's going to be tough for a little while. Teams trying to get ready to play football. And here's, here's the impact on football. Okay, Becky's talking about Biloxi. They finally got some rain, and it was cooler this morning. And that's good. But I was talking to some more people yesterday. And, y'all, listen, the, the word that I'm getting just through conversations is this heat index threshold that the MHSAA put in place this summer to let everybody know you can't practice. If you're an MHSAA school, you can't practice anything extracurricular like football, cheerleading, band, outdoors if that heat index hits 105 or more. And it has already affected a lot of practices around the state. But I'm hearing from everybody that that 105 mark will not hold true for games on Friday nights. On Friday nights, they're not stopping games. That's what I'm told. Whether that's the official word or not, that's what I'm being told from people around different schools and stuff. And I'm just going, I can't really, I can't quite figure that out. Just to be, just to be 100%. I can't quite figure that out. So whatever dip, and again, if you're in North Mississippi, trust me, yesterday and today are just like a, man, it's like walking out into the air conditioning. It's so nice. Now, I was outside doing some work yesterday afternoon. I didn't even hardly break a sweat. And a few days earlier, it's dripping off my everywhere, <laughs> soaking my clothes. White Denzel, Texas Show, Country Pleasing Text Line. He said, just think, Matt, Monday, it's game week. It's week zero games, but still, 
We will have football. I, Denzel, didn't we get into it last year at this same time, that week of August, when you finally have your first college football games on that weekend? They call it week zero. And we had this debate of, like, why are you calling it week zero? That is not fair. It's week one for those teams. Call it week zero. And then, and then we went helicopter, uh, black helicopter conspiracy theory and said, hey, if Notre Dame was playing, I bet they don't call it week zero. What are you on to bet? <laughs> you remember that conversation? I know some of y'all do. Well, guess what? Notre Dame is playing. And I don't know if I have seen White Denzel. I don't think I've seen ESPN calling it week zero yet. Now, you feel free to correct me. I don't watch that much ESPN. So maybe they have. All right. I just know that if you go right now to ESPN.com and you look at the official NCAA football page, scoreboard, look at the scoreboard. It's already got the games up, the dates. And on Saturday, August the 26th, Navy at Notre Dame, it's listed as week one at ESPN.com. I think we presented a theory about week zero last year, and doggone if it isn't true. You let a big boy play on week zero, it ain't week zero. We're calling it week one, and there is your proof. (laughs) Just getting started with you, there's an update from the two E's. They spoke. That's coming up. Stick around. With you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go with the home team. I was asking for fun a little bit ago. I said, "Is it? Could you say that it's true that uh, we state are to logos what Ole Miss is to mascots? Like we change lo- logos about every time they change a the mascot." <laughs> Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona says. It's been an awful lot of logos. <laughs> I agree, Jason. I agree. Uh, Next Gen sent me the Apple Weather app, and it is a, a screenshot. It's uh, the forecast for Pearl, and on the Apple Weather forecast, it's got a ten day this Friday a hundred, and y'all, I mean, look. Next Friday, which would be what twenty sixth? The no, the twenty fifth. Yeah, twenty fifth. Next Friday, the twenty fifth. It forecasts a high temperature, and I'm not kidding. I'm looking at it of one hundred and nine degrees. I mean, good night. All right, and yesterday. Beaver took um, issue 
with the idea of calling this little weather thing this week a cold front or even a cool front. <laughs> well, Jason says, how is it not a cold front? Because he's comparing it here. Tupelo has almost the exact same weather as here, meaning Flagstaff, Arizona, and they are 7,000 feet higher up in the mountains. And this is August. So in Flagstaff, Arizona, it is 76 degrees. And in Tupelo, it's 79. And when you look at humidity, they are 54%. And today, we are 58%. So, all right, look, okay, all right, I get it. Yesterday, I went on about weather too long, and my wife sitting right over there, Live on the air went, that's enough. <laughs> and Beaver, it takes a lot to get Beaver to cackle out loud on the radio. And I hear him back there in the studio going, ah, ha, ha. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so they they squarely put me in my place. All right. Um, Ricky is on Facebook. Says, Hail State Matt from sunny Lawrenceville, Georgia. What's up, Ricky? How are things in Georgia? Joseph commented on Facebook, something I hadn't thought of. He said, I sure hope we have a new pregame entrance. says, I think it needs to change, especially the lighting. Let's get the ones with different colors and the synced-in music, like the Rebels, Black Bears, Baby Sharks, or whatever they are. Ah, I, see, we really, Joseph, what we got to at the end of your comment is really is you just we need to keep up with the Joneses, right? They have the fancy LED lights, so we need to have them too. <laughs> is that what it is? Thanks. Uh, Chuck said that Sports Illustrated is calling it Week Zero on their website. I Like I told you, on the scoreboard on ESPN.com, they're going to call it Week One. I mean, that's just what it says, Week One. Uh, check it out. He's also in Prattville, my hometown over in Alabama. He said it's lovely there too today. 83 degrees, lower humidity. Makes me wish I had the day off. Yeah, I know, right? When it gets like this out of the nowhere in this middle of this sultry, hot summer, and you have a little cool snap for a couple of days, you want to, I don't know, take the day off, go outside, and, I don't know, play golf, or that, that extremely hot whatever job you've been holding off on outside, maybe get that accomplished today. But you can't just always, you got to go to work. It's part of it. Got to go to work. All right. Uh, the Tuies are claiming somebody's trying to go to work on them. Shakedown. I saw the word shakedown being used. Headline. ESPN. The Tuies dispute Michael Orr's claims, allege shakedown effort. Tennessee family accused by retired NFL star Michael Orr of tricking him into a conservatorship, taking all the proceeds from a blockbuster film about his life, responded to the allegations yesterday, Tuesday, by claiming that Orr threatened to go public with his story if they did not pay him $15 million. Attorney Martin Singer issued a statement on the Tui's behalf that calls Michael Orr's claims outlandish and said, quote, the idea that the family, uh, the the idea that the family ever sought to profit off Mr. Orr, is not only offensive. It is transparently ridiculous. Look, I I want to give them every benefit of the doubt too, and it said you don't try people out here. You shouldn't try them, you know, on the radio or like. It's like whenever we, you were reading, I was reading the stuff in the initial story that came out about Michael Orr. 
several times you point out, okay, we're hearing one side of the story, which was true, and now you're hearing sort of the other side of the story. But how I don't know how that statement right there from their lawyer in any context actually makes a whole lot of sense because you're talking about the movie. Okay, like the opening paragraph of the story was a blockbuster film about this kid. There it is. I'm reading it. A blockbuster film about his life. Well, you've seen the movie. That's what it is, right? And they made money off the movie. And then after that, they make, she, she makes lots of money going and speaking. Why? Because people know who she is because of the story about him and the movie. And then we get a statement from the lawyer that says, the idea, I'm reading it, the idea that the family ever sought to profit off Mr. Orr is not only offensive, it is transparently ridiculous. Well, no, they, they profited off of him. It was his story, right? Maybe not. I mean, maybe you watch that movie and you say, no, the story's not about Michael Orr. The story is about her, played by Sandra Bullock, right? In the movie. Maybe that's the, the claim. Right there. But the, I mean, the movie's about him. Yeah, so, uh, and it said, He threatened them, saying that he would plant a negative story about them in the press unless they paid him $15 million. But see, to me, that's one way of wording exactly what we already know is, right, the petition that he filed because he's writing a book and he wants to go out here and profit off the book that he's written. And the petition that he filed and put into Tennessee court the other day is doing exactly what? The, the petition is trying, he said, according to the petition from Michael Orr, he wants back payment for the money he should have made off the movie, which he says he didn't make a dime off the movie. They did. He didn't. So, I mean, to, to me, you go, he said he was going to plant a negative story unless they paid him $15 million. Well, maybe $15 million was the amount that he put on it. But that's basically what he said in the petition. He wants money out of them that he feels like he should have gotten. It's, it's basically two ways, I think, of saying the same thing, depending on which direction you're looking at it from. Uh, so you got those quotes there. Uh, the quotes really are all the attorney. Um, and I know there was a story yesterday, the Daily Memphian, where the, the father and the son actually gave a couple of quotes that you know mentioned dollar amounts and that sort of thing. But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I It's pretty clear to me that what he's trying to do is get money out of them. I don't think that that was unclear even when the first story came out, right? Hmm. Tennessee family accused... They say they're tr uh, allegations claiming that Orr threatened to go public with a story, with his story, if they didn't pay him $15 million. And Caleb points out on the YouTube live stream, he says the attorney statement also claims they actually did give him a cut. And see, that's the thing about it, Caleb. You know, 
against the backdrop of a movie that makes $300 million or, you know, you hear all these big figures and he made 30 something million dollars in his NFL career. Okay. You hear those numbers and then you hear a number like 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000. And you think that's a small amount of money, but it's not in terms of transactions, right? And keeping a record of that kind of transaction, right? Like you may take out seriously, a hundred bucks and go out here and, you know, go to dinner on it one night. Oh, well, we lost that receipt. Well, I hear you. I understand that. <laughs> but not, you know, here goes 14000 or 20000 or fifty or whatever they say it was they split among the family. So back that up. Right? Okay. He, that's what I would think, Caleb. Chuck commented, he goes, He's making up a quote, but he says, we didn't seek to profit off Mr. Orr, except all those times we sought to profit off Mr. Orr. That's the thing to me. Like, how can you say that? It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I understand defending your position, but it's, I think it, it it's a it's very good lawyering where you just, you look at the facts, but you word it <laughs> in a way they're basically both saying the same, same thing. Michael Orr saying, I want money. They did a conservatorship and didn't give me my cut or what I should have gotten. I want money. He said he wants money. Well, then the lawyer comes back and goes, well, he said he wanted money or he was going to put out his story. Well, guess what? He put out his story and he said he wants money. <laughs> They're both agreeing to the same thing, but wording it differently. That's all that is. Hey, I got some responses to something I tweeted a minute ago, and I want to read those to you when we come back. Pretty interesting. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Text, call, comment. You can text the show on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. I told you Annabeth came home with two packages of Country Pleasing Sausage the other day. He had a jalapeno cheddar, original smoked sausage flavor, both. And I immediately dove in to the jalapeno cheddar. <whistles> Make your tongue slap your hat off. But today, at lunch, I decided to dive in on the original, and I'm glad I did. Glad I did. Text the show, 885-3776. That's the country-pleasing text line, 601 number. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. Johnny Reb texts the show, and he says, Conservatorships require annual accountings and reportings to the court. Had every opportunity to know what was going on. Talking about Michael Orr. And I, I guess that is true regardless, though, Johnny Reb, regardless of what a conservatorship is and what he signed or whatever. I mean, you got every opportunity to talk to them, communicate with them, and say, How much did the movie make? I want I I mean, am I in on that? You know, to I guess every opportunity, but I think we do have to remember part of the reality is too. He signed a thing when he's 18 years old. 
Within a couple of years, he's the number one five-star deal. He's going to Ole Miss. His coach is going with him. That's the reality. Package deal, right? <laughs> His coach is going with him to Ole Miss. Okay, within a couple of years of that, he's in college, okay? And within a couple of years of that, he's drafted in the first round. And then he goes on to make millions upon millions money over hand over fist in the NFL, right? It's possible that in reality, kids got money everywhere. No shortage of it anywhere. No, ain't no really big, you know, fame and everybody knows him and drafted first round playing in the NFL. Checks going in constantly. I mean, it's just money everywhere. And it's possible that a kid, an unsuspecting kid from Memphis, didn't think for a long time to just check on it. As you say, annual accountings. Every year, I want to see the annual accounting. I mean, that's part of it also. And I go back to something that we said yesterday. How do you get around this deal of not adopting him? I mean, everybody's ever reported on the movie, in fact, or commented on the movie, talked about what? They adopted this kid. Well, in fact, they didn't. And they knew they didn't. And he thought he was, he says. And, you know, you sit, whether it's adopting, fostering, whatever, I don't know. We love the kid, right? And we're going to sit him down and we're going to sign him to a conservatorship, which hands over everything in terms of real name, image, and likeness to us. We're going to do it when he's 18 years old. And we get, you know, these different explanations. Jason in Flagstaff commented on the country pleasing text line. He said, I read all the rebuttals from the Tuies and didn't see a word denying the conservatorship in lieu of adoption. Not a word addressing the meat of the matter. He thought he was adopted. He's not adopted. J-Rock, Texas show. Hey, Matt, what if Michael Orr would have been a skinny little kid from Memphis with no athletic ability? You mean like some of his brothers and sisters? Siblings? Do you think they would have adopted him? Just wondering. Somebody says they say they have all the documentations of all that they made from the movie. And that's the thing about it to me, too. A lot of the reporting is he said, she said. What happened to reporters who, maybe they don't see this story important enough. Maybe it's just purely entertainment. Like, it ain't no big deal. But if somebody could, a good reporter could latch onto this and just dive in and freedom of information and get every bit of paperwork they want to get and just prove it. Who got paid what from the movie? I mean, you could find that. Right? Did they give him a cut of it at some point? You can find that too. Again, like I said, it's not like a losing a receipt for a hundred dollar dinner one night. You're talking about one transaction for tens of thousands of dollars. We can track that. Where's the reporting on it? Maybe they just don't see it as that important, honestly, in the grand scheme with football coming around and all that. <clears throat> but to your point, J J Rock, look. If you think that this kid's football ability and football future didn't have something to do with the whole scenario playing out, of course it did. Okay, 
I mean, his high, he goes to a private school in Memphis, right? How do you think they, the football team knew about him? You think the movie's accurate in that, oh, he's big, but he can't play. I'm Sandra Bullock. I'll show him how to play. <laughs> Teach him football out in the backyard. <laughs> and he said himself, man, I already knew how to play football long before I ever met them. Well, how do you think they found him? Somebody knew he could play. Somebody knew he was about to be one of the best offensive tackles in the country. And he played at a school that could very well make it happen in high school. Okay, and that's good for him. Okay, maybe his brothers and sisters weren't six foot six, three hundred pounds and could run. But I know this. He signed a conservatorship at 18 years old in 2004. The next year, Hugh Freeze on staff at Ole Miss. Off the field, uh, like external affairs, director of external affairs. Two years after that, 06, Hugh Freeze is the the tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. Clear as day. And, and look, the movie is like any other, frankly, Hollywood movie that's sort of based on a true story. It's embellished and made into an entertainment piece. I've never been surprised by that. You know, find any, Rudy, right? Ask anybody that was anywhere near Notre Dame at the time that the real Rudy Rudiger was actually at Notre Dame back in the day. And then I'll tell you, man, the movie's fantastic. It's loosely based on reality. (laughs) Very loosely. A lot of it's the same thing. Feel free to comment. Live stream. Let's see here. MSU Pace on the live stream on YouTube says conservatorships are so strange. He says, I'm guessing there's a very uh, viable reason for their existence, but you never see that as the leading story in the news. And, And that is true. I don't know that I've ever read one, I guess, that I cared about that involved a conservatorship. Hey, Annabeth. Hey. How you doing? Good. Michael Orr, right? Michael Orr, let me just tell you something. He's a really good football player. (laughs) He was really good. You don't find too many that are that big, that are that athletic, and just run. I mean, just run like a receiver, you know. No wonder he was a first-round pick. Okay, so I read on something. It was uh, on a media website that there was a, a first memoir that he had called I Beat the Odds. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. In 2011, and this reporter claimed that um, or stated directly that he knew about the conservatorship. When really? He was a, that he was a senior in high school, and he wrote that Sean and Leanne Tui insisted that he maintain a relationship with his mom and his siblings and had this conservatorship. So there's all of these different media websites and everybody's trying to get but a piece of it me and they're and the, i don't know anything about this i beat the odds i don't know if other people have read mm. that i didn't know anything about it it says a, his first memoir i'm gonna look this up then it's 2011 it's called i beat the odds so i don't know you know i don't i beat the odds michael or I, I beat the odds i have no idea uh on amazon from homelessness to blindside and beyond paperback February 2012. You can buy a paperback copy for 15 bucks right now. Let me read the description. Football star made famous in a hit book and movie. Blindside reflects on how far he's come. 
Um, okay. So I don't Circumstances know. of his youth. Michael Orr shares his personal account of his story in this inspirational New York Times bestseller. So maybe we need to look into that. I don't know. Well, there. I didn't know that he had previously published a memoir. A memoir. I beat the odds. So I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there because everybody's doing a little throwing out of everything. Okay. This, well, see, here's a question. So here's a question. Yeah. If he published his memoir in 11, 2011 yeah. or 12. Well, first of all, you could easily get a copy of it and read it. Um, one. Again, if you're reporting on the story, wouldn't you know this or have at least like dug through this a little bit? I don't know. All of it on both sides just seems so yuck that it makes me just want to step away from it. Well, and it it's, says New York Times so bestseller. So who made what money off, off of this book? Of, if of they supposedly right. have a conservatorship, which is his name, because I'm looking at the cover of the book. There's his likeness that's his picture and his name on the cover of the book michael orr so who made the money off that i don't know it's all so disheartening it makes me sick all of it i want to know who made the money off i beat the odds from homelessness to blindside and beyond did he make the money off that because if he did there you got a history of despite the conservatorship he's using his name image likeness not like they were trying to keep him from doing anything right but if he didn't they got a problem. It's very interesting. Very we, interesting. We could have another movie in the making. <laughs> Write another book. <laughs> Hour two coming up. Stick around.